Hello, everyone, and welcome to Physician Assistant Study Session. I'm your host, McKenna Morgan, and this week we'll be discussing congenital heart disease. All right, everybody, welcome to episode three of the cardio chapter. Today, we'll be discussing congenital heart disease. There is actually only five listed on the blueprint. They are uh, atrial and ventricular septal defects, coarctation of the aorta, patent ductus arteriosus, tetralogy of Fallot. I am going to go ahead and add in hypertrophic cardiomyopathy because I think it makes sense to talk about it here versus with cardiomyopathies. And really, when you guys are studying, you don't necessarily have to think about it in chunks either, because a question is not going to say, this is a cardiomyopathy question, or this is a heart murmur question. The boards don't work like that. So really, you can study them in any order you please. So uh, that's what we're doing here. Before we begin, I do need to apologize I made a couple rules in the last episode regarding one, crescendo, decrescendo murmurs. I still want you to think stenosis. However, this does also apply to atrial septal defects as well as hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Now, with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, it makes sense because they do have a stenosis and we'll talk about that later. But so with crescendo, decrescendo, think stenosis plus atrial septal defects. Also, with holosystolic, still want you to think mitral or tricuspid valves, but also add in VSDs, ventricular septal defects. Again, I apologize. I hadn't done all my research before I made those takeaway points for you guys, Uh, but I still think in uh, the scheme of things, you guys will turn out okay if you can even uh, narrow it down that much. So, Again, my apologies. Hopefully that doesn't make that too confusing for you. So enough with that introduction. Again, crescendo, decrescendo also applies to ASDs. Holosystolic also applies to VSDs. Going in with our questions. What disorder is characterized by a blood pressure greater in the upper versus the lower extremities? This is coarctation of the aorta. What is the first line medical treatment for patients with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy? These are beta blockers. Name the four components of the tetralogy of Fallot. Try to give you some time here. And they are right ventricular hypertrophy, right ventricle outflow obstruction, you could also say pulmonary artery stenosis, an overriding aorta, and a ventricular septal defect. Okay, good job guys. Before we dive into the topic specifically, I want to talk just briefly about diagnosis of heart disorders in general. Um, Here we're going to get pretty repetitive, but if we want to talk about the structure or the function of the heart, we want to get an echo. Again, this is getting a picture of the heart. It's basically an ultrasound of the heart. If we want to talk about the structure or the patency of vessels, we want to get an angiogram. If we're talking conduction of the heart, we get an EKG. Chest x-ray is often supplementary for heart disorders. Again, these aren't solid rules, but generally a good way in terms of gold standards 
on uh, what we want to go for. In practice, we generally aren't doing angiograms. We're doing other things first, uh, but just for board purposes, if we want structure of the heart, echo, we're talking vessels, usually an angiogram, conduction is EKG, and chest x-ray is kind of bonus material. Okay, so we're going to start with ventricular septal defects. This is the number one type of congenital heart disease, and it's described as a loud, high-pitched, harsh, holosystolic murmur at the left lower sternal border. This is typically a left to right shunt. This means that the blood is going from the left to the right side of the heart. And this is what we call restrictive. It is possible that it can switch to a right to left shunt due to pulmonary hypertension. And this is called Eisenmenger syndrome. This isn't specific to VSD, but it can occur often with VSD. Uh, and basically what this means, if something is a right to left shunt, that means it's a cyanotic disorder because you're having deoxygenated blood and then being pumped out to the body. But typically this is a uh, non-cyanotic disease. Diagnosis again, this is structure, so it's an echo. Treatment, we want to observe if they're small, most of them close by about age 10. Surgical criteria, if they're symptomatic, such as having congestive heart failure, growth delay, or large VSDs, we want to repair by age two. Okay, moving on to the reverse of this is an atrial septal defect. These are far less common than VSDs. Etiology is the ostium secundum fails to close. And typically these are asymptomatic until a patient is older, perhaps around 30 years old. This is described as a systolic ejection, crescendo, decrescendo, flow murmur at the pulmonic area, which is that left sternal border. Just remember your, your septum is along that left sternal border. And really this murmur is mimicking pulmonic stenosis, except it has a widely split fixed S2, does not vary with inspiration, which kind of makes sense because it's not on either side of the heart, it's in the septum. So the inspiration rule doesn't apply. So again, ASD sounds like pulmonic stenosis, except it has a widely split fixed S2. Treatment is surgery only if they're symptomatic. Next up is coarctation of the aorta. And this is a narrowing of the descending thoracic aorta. This affects males more than females. And also of note is 70% of them also have a bicuspid aortic valve. So remember that puts them at risk for aortic stenosis. Symptoms, they'll have a systolic murmur that radiates to the back, scapula, or chest. We haven't gotten to this part, but normally when we think of aorta, pain in the back is usually uh, part of our differential for aortic diseases. They'll have secondary hypertension, delayed or weak femoral pulses. And this makes a lot of sense because their blood pressure is higher in the upper than in the lower extremities. That's our big buzzword for coarctation of the aorta. Diagnosis, we're talking about a vessel. So the angiogram is the gold standard. We may also get a chest x-ray 
in which we'll see rib notching. And this is due to the increased flow in the intercostal arteries. And you may also see what's called a three sign in that the, na the narrowed aorta looks like the notch of a three. Treatment for this is surgical repair. Okay, moving right along, we're gonna talk about a patent ductus arteriosus, a PDA. This is a connection between the descending thoracic aorta and the pulmonary artery. Basically, this is part of our fetal circulation that fails to close. You'll see this on exam as a continuous machinery murmur loudest at the pulmonic area. Makes sense, it's connected by the pulmonic artery. They'll have a wide pulse pressure with bounding peripheral pulses. This is diagnosed with an echo. I still want you to think of a PDA as a structure of the heart versus as an extra vessel beyond the heart. Also think about it minimally invasive for babies. That really kind of helped me to remember that this needs an echo versus an angiogram. Treatment for this is endomethacin. This is an NSAID and it inhibits prostaglandin production which then closes the PDA. If you ever, on the reverse of this, if you ever have a patient that needs to, for whatever reason, if they have some other sort of disorder that they need to keep the PDA open, um, we will give them prostaglandins to keep that open. Whereas here, the treatment for the PDA is prostaglandin inhibition. Hopefully that makes sense. NSAIDs close the PDA. Uh, moving on to the one that I moved into this disorder is hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And this is a subaortic outflow obstruction secondary to a hypertrophied septum. This makes sense. Basically, their, their septum is so big that it blocks the aorta. They'll have a harsh systolic crescendo-decrescendo murmur at the left lower sternal border. This is very similar to aortic stenosis, which makes sense because essentially they have aortic stenosis. However, this decreases with increased venous return. Again, these are maneuvers such as squatting, lying supine, etc. And why this is, is because the increased venous return pushes the septum out of the way. So therefore, the murmur gets softer. So of course, with the reverse, this increases with decreased venous return, such as Valsalva or standing. Symptoms for these patients, the big one on board you're going to hear is sudden cardiac death. Family history of sudden cardiac death, anything like that, you want to clue you into hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. This usually happens especially during extreme exertion, and this is due to, um, they'll go into V-fib. If they present before this, usually dyspnea is their first complaint and also possibly chest pain. Diagnosis, again, this is a structural issue, so we want to get an echo. Management, we want to avoid dehydration because, again, we want to keep that venous return nice and high and extreme exertion. Beta blockers are the first line medical treatment. And what these do is these increase the diastolic filling time. People with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, their heart doesn't relax enough to have it refill. So here, beta blockers, again, give it enough time to fill with more blood, therefore helping 
uh, improve the disorder. We're going to give caution with digoxin, nitrates, and diuretic because of their various effects on contractility and venous return. These can also be repaired surgically with myomectomy or an alcohol septal ablation. Our final topic for today is tetralogy of Fallot. Like I said, cardio is going to be very brief. Uh, they're small but mighty topics. This is the number one cyanotic congenital heart disease, not to be confused with the number one congenital heart disease, which is a VSD. This one is cyanotic, and I will also note that this is the only cyanotic disease on the blueprint. There are five that we talk about but they only picked one for the blueprint. So take your, <laughs> take your chances there. Think it's a cyanotic disorder. Think tetralogy of Fallot. The definition here is right ventricular hypertrophy, right ventricle outflow obstruction. You may also call this pulmonary artery stenosis, an overriding aorta, and a VSD. If we're going to think about this a little bit systematically, if you have pulmonary artery stenosis, you're going to get right ventricular hypertrophy because it needs more work to pump the blood through that pulmonary artery. And our third component is an overriding aorta. This may not be true at all, but how I always remember this is that the aorta is overriding and it's pushing its way out of the left ventricle and into the right ventricle. I have no idea if that's embryologically accurate, but that is how I remembered that we have an overriding aorta plus a VSD. So uh, for me, I just took and have, we have two issues with the right ventricle and then we have the overriding aorta and the VSD. Um, hopefully that works for you guys. If it helps to do pulmonary artery stenosis, up to you. I do think it's important to know those four components. Again, this is a right to left shunt, so that means that the blood is going from the right side to the left side, so it's a cyanotic disorder, and they'll get what's called these TET spells, and these are episodes of cyanosis that are relieved by squatting. If you read that, think tetralogy of Fallot. And they'll have a harsh holosystolic murmur at the left upper sternal border. You're like, McKenna, there's another thing that's holosystolic. This is because they have a VSD. That is almost the identical murmur definition of a VSD. Don't get too overwhelmed with that. Also, you have all these other little nuggets of information that will clue you into tetralogy of Fallot. Diagnosis. This is a structure issue, so the gold standard will be an echocardiogram. You may also get a chest x-ray. And the big key finding, big buzzword for this, is a boot-shaped heart. And just envision this right now. You have uh, the normal heart, but then the right ventricle is hypertrophied. So it's going to basically give you the toe part of your boot. Treatment is surgery between 4 and 12 months. All right. That was everything, guys. Oh, just going with our review questions. What is the number one congenital heart disorder? This is a VSD, ventricular septal defect. What is described as a continuous machine-like murmur? This is a patent ductus arteriosus. Which congenital heart disease is associated with rib notching on chest x-ray? 
This is coarctation of the aorta. All right, guys, five takeaway points from today. Number one, evaluation of the structure of the heart, echocardiogram. Number two, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy sounds like aortic stenosis, which is a systolic crescendo decrescendo, but decreases with increased venous return. Number three, tetralogy of Fallot equals right ventricular hypertrophy, ventricular septal defect, overriding aorta, and pulmonic stenosis. Number four, a BP greater in the upper versus the lower extremities equals coarctation of the aorta. And number five, a rough machinery or machine-like murmur equals patent ductus arteriosus. All right, guys, that is it for episode three. I know, very quick this week. I like it. I'm hoping you guys are liking the shorter episodes. Let me know if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns. My email is pastudysesh at gmail.com. Please head over to my website. It's pastudysesh.blueberry.net. And that's blueberry spelled with no E's. There you'll find the updated blueprint for those taking it after January 2019, as well as links to all of our episodes, as well as the show notes. I will say I have corrected the show notes to make those edits regarding homocystolic and crescendo decrescendo murmurs. Um, share us with your friends. Follow us on Facebook. We're at PA Study Sesh on Facebook. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Um, I can't grow unless you guys share around. And um, again, this podcast is for you. So let me know what you guys would like. Uh, let's see. Next week, we're going to continue with cardio. I think we might might dive into a coronary heart disease we'll see i think that's what uh what i'm feeling for next week so anyway um i hope you guys have enjoyed this so far and i look forward to talking with you guys next week have a good one